0: Welcome to Voices from the Valley, a
1: podcast of the Community Foundation for the Fox Valley Region. I'm Amy Spreeman. And I'm Carolyn DeRosier, and we're your hosts. This is our second episode, and we're so excited by all the positive feedback from listeners in our communities that we've gotten so far. We hope you add this to one of your playlists by subscribing and sharing. That's right, Carolyn, and we've made
0: it super easy to do that. If you're listening right now, you may have already found us on our website or on our social media channels, but if someone has shared this link with you and you want to hear more, head on over to our website, cffoxvalley.org, and on the front page, you'll see our podcast. You can click there and download programs or subscribe and get this podcast delivered to you each time we post a new episode.
1: Today, we have a special story to share. And We're going to take you to the small community of Gresham, Wisconsin, a town of fewer than 600 people, 560 or so, give or take. Hmm. Gresham is generally known as a small farming community in Shano County, also a great getaway spot for a lot of people wanting to enjoy the nearby lakes, like the upper and lower Red Lakes and the river that winds through town. It's also known for art and entrepreneurship. Lots of people have small businesses there, but recently, Gresham has been making headlines and becoming known for something else.
0: Yes, something that not a lot of other communities are doing. Something that is putting this community in the news headlines. For the last 20 years or so, young people graduating from Gresham High School have been given an opportunity to pursue their dreams. And it's all because people in Gresham and its surrounding neighbors have decided that its young people are worth investing in.
1: We've titled this episode, Gresham's Hope, We're going to tell you how an incredible community initiative has come about, giving Gresham residents a chance to build a treasure for their next generations. But first, we invite you to sit back and hear a story from a young woman named Mindy, whose dream has come true thanks to her hometown for investing in her. Here's her story.
2: I would say physical therapy is my dream job. I love going to work every day, and I love doing what I do. My name is Mindy Huffman. I've been working in this field for about five years now. I've worn many different hats. I started out my career as an outpatient physical therapist, moved on to birth to three, and ultimately, at this time, working in acute care at St. Mary's Hospital in Green Bay. So as an acute care physical therapist, our main objective is to help patients and their families find a way to safely leave the hospital, whether that be home with extra assistance, whether that be going to a rehab facility prior to home, or participating in a program such as inpatient rehab. We see all sorts of conditions, anywhere from strokes to brain injuries to patients that have had their knees or their hips replaced. We run the whole gamut, and every day, honestly, is a new adventure um, working with these patients. I normally work with about 8 to 10 patients a day. It ranges from working on things as simple as balance, working on helping patients get up and down the stairs to be able to go home, working on something as simple as sitting on the edge of the bed, which most people don't realize is actually exercise, (laughs) So what brings me joy in my work is every single patient that I get to interact with throughout my day. I learn a new story. I learn a new fact. I learn something that I didn't know the day before and being able to see my patients grow and develop and coming back the next day to say, hey, I learned how to do this overnight. I, you know, was able to walk to the bathroom without much assist. That honestly brings me joy. And the fact that the patients light up when you walk in the room. I really enjoy seeing that. My interest in physical therapy started when I was a junior in college. I always knew I wanted to help people, but I didn't know how I wanted to help people. I tossed around working um, with children in a school setting as a teacher. I thought about being a physician assistant, a medical doctor, But ultimately, I was shadowing my sister's mother-in-law one day. She works in the school district in Green Bay. And I fell in love instantly. I've never been so attracted to a job such as that. And so I started doing a little bit more shadowing in different fields, in the hospital as an outpatient, and really just fell in love with it. And I have loved it ever since. I actually grew up in the same house that my great-grandparents built. (laughs) So it's very generational. Um, My parents still live in the same house. So Gresham has always been a part of my life. I grew up on a dairy farm there with five siblings of my parents. You know, it was one of those things before school, we would do our chores, come home from school or after sports and help out as much as we could at home. It was a really um, unique experience, I believe. Growing up in a small school did have great opportunities. Going to a school with only 29 people in it everybody was in the same building, kindergarten through 12th grade. So I was able to see my older siblings, you know, throughout my school day, wave to them in the hallway, or they'd come in our classroom. I got to do the same thing with my younger siblings. And I think that just kind of helped build that sense of community. You know, I still talk to the same people. I go home and everybody recognizes you. Everybody says, hi, how is everything going? And I don't think you'd get that in a bigger city. So senior year, our school counselor would get us together, and she would start the day out by showing us a packet of scholarships. And every scholarship was a little bit different. Um, There were a couple organizations around town that gave out small pieces of money. But one of the biggest ones that we had in Gresham was a scholarship fund. When I went to school, so I graduated in 2009, was worth $750, My older siblings, it was a little less, and obviously as the years have gone on, um, the foundation has been able to build more and more, Um, but it was a great experience to be able to be able to sit down in a safe space, you know, in a community that really supports you, being able to work on those skills such as interviews, being able to write essays, um, just knowing that this was the first piece to help walk me along my path to be able to succeed the way that I have. The feeling that I get from my community knowing that this is something that doesn't happen other places is astounding. Um, I don't think I would have gotten as far as I have gotten in life if I didn't have the support of my community and the support of the scholarship to be able to start those tracks, to be able to allow me to go to the school that I really felt um, helped nurture me into my Next schooling as a physical therapist. I'm very excited to be able to turn this around in the future and give back to the students that are up and coming, that are getting ready to go to college, that are getting ready to be able to chase their dreams and be able to do the same things that I was able to do as a graduate of Gresham High School. I just want to say I am so blessed to grow up in the community that I did. You know, my parents have been stopped by everyone and their mother just to say how proud they are to hear that something like this has happened and that Gresham is finally getting the recognition that it deserves. Just to be, it's just been a great community to grow up in.
0: That was Mindy Hoffman, a Gresham graduate, sharing her journey about how thankful she is to a community
1: who cares about the future of its young people. And now she's paying it forward. What an amazing story. Not only did Mindy get a head start and have her dream come true, but her work is now having an impact on so many people in Northeast Wisconsin, and hers is just one of many stories. Yeah, a lot of future Gresham grads, the
0: up-and-coming students who have a bright future to look forward to, and their families are
1: very grateful for this opportunity to see their dreams come true. We want to share one of those stories with you. A young man who has his high school years to look forward to and post-high school education Thanks to the scholarship opportunity. His name is Alex Aschenbrenner,
0: and he just finished the eighth grade. And I had a chance to sit down with him and his dad, David. Here's their story.
3: I got a book in my uh, reading class about World War II. That was it was in Japan. I read the whole book in a matter of a week, and it was supposed to last us like three months. My reading teacher was a little bit annoyed. I'm Alex Ashton Brenner. I've been interested in Japan for a few years now because I started reading Japanese books and started watching Japanese television. And that just kind of sparked an interest. in like, oh, that's kind of cool. That's kind of cool. You know, and I looked into it more and more. And I was like, wow, I like the culture. I really like really the art style here. And I just got into it more and more. And I started going to the Shana Library every single week with my grandfather. And we would go there all the time, and I'd get books about mythology in Japan, about the culture in Japan, the history. In Gresham, they don't offer many language classes. And I was able to convince my principal to get Japanese installed as a language class that I could take in my freshman and sophomore year before I go. And to do that, I had to convince a few few other kids in my class to take Japanese. So I convinced the majority of my class, which is just a small amount of kids, like six kids, you know, which which makes up the majority, to take Japanese. So I got Japanese installed as a class for next year. But someday what I hope to do is um, get accepted into a foreign exchange program. I just got to get, learn the language, get the money, and keep my grades up. And I'm already doing all three of those things pretty good. I get good grades, but... You know, college is so expensive. Even if I'm going for a few years through scholarships, that could help me pay for it, and then I don't gotta worry as much about other things. Cause you know I don't want to be in tens of thousands of dollars of debt. The Gresham Dollar for Scholars uh, program is really nice because it helps kids who are struggling get an education beyond K through 12. Cause a lot of jobs more and more require a college education, and college education has gotten more and more expensive over the years. And through scholarships, paying pain for kids who cannot afford to go to college or are struggling to keep afloat just to get an opportunity to go to college, even if it's not for them, just an opportunity to do it is fantastic. Because it's not that easy to go to college. It's hard. It's a lot of hard work, and it's a lot of money now. And through the Gresham's Dollars for Scholars, it gets money to families who need it and kids who need it. Because there's plenty and plenty of bright kids who can't go to college. And through the Gresham Dollars for Scholars program, they can.
0: Alex's father, David, says he and Alex make a pretty good team, enjoying all that this community has to offer in nature and serenity. As a local artist, David loves to see the magic of this small town life in the country come alive in his artwork, and he shares this by giving back to a program that will someday give Alex a bright future.
4: Um, I've been a a bronze sculptor for thirty years. I worked. I I graduated from UW Stout as a painter. I switched to bronze and then um, started working in different art foundries around the country to learn the craft. When I moved here. Um, it wasn't even within a week. And I, there was a knock on my door and it was, it was Kurt Kenoki. And he's like, hello, I'm Kurt Kenoki. And I heard you're an artist. And would you, would you donate a piece to the Gresham dollars for scholars? And I was like, sure, you know, all right. And I gave him a, I gave him a large bronze just right away because I just liked his, his vibe and his spirit. And uh, ever since that moment, we've been friends and we've been working together for 15 years now. And, I've, I, I donate work every year on that matter and just to create opportunities for kids that don't always have them I think that's you know it's a it's a wonderful gift and it enables people to you know go forward and move forward and and get through some of these obstacles that we all have with families and and incomes and and this and that but it, it provides a, a lot of opportunity that would otherwise not be here and I I just say thank you to everyone I think thanks is a, a, a very important part of our existence and that's how goodness feeds you know you put that energy out to people and it comes back in a lot of ways and it and it reverberates throughout the community and and it keeps giving and you know it promotes light you know through some of this darkness and that's that's a powerful thing and that's a good thing and we need to stay Stay on that path.
3: I would really say thank you because me and plenty of other kids are very grateful for the opportunity to get a higher education, to go to all these places. I would never be able to get a job in Japan if it wasn't for any kind of college education. And I know that if it wasn't for scholarships, I would not be able to get a college education. And there are plenty and plenty of other kids around the area who, if it wasn't for scholarships and, and programs like this, we would not be able to go to college. There's plenty of kids and plenty of my friends who are stuck in, who have been stuck. Their families has been stuck in the same cycle of not going to college because they can't afford it. And, you know, through scholarships, it gets a way out. It gets a way for kids to get an education. And that I am just grateful for.
0: Hi, I'm Laura Marunk with Godfrey and Khan in Appleton. As a board member and
2: volunteer for the Community Foundation of the Fox Valley Region, I'm honored to help our donors invest in the community that has given them so much. Thanks to the Community
0: Foundation, donors of all levels and backgrounds can direct their generosity to nonprofits that impact lives, ensuring that together we flourish. To learn more about giving, please go to cffoxvalley.org. We are back and with us now is Debbie Schrader-Fisher, who is also a Gresham High School graduate. And now she's a board member for the Gresham Scholarship Board these past six years. Thanks for joining us, Debbie. It's great to be here, Amy. What a wonderful thing this community is doing for its young people.
5: That's for sure. There's a, a great uh community spirit around the Gresham Scholarship Fund. You know, for a, a, a town of 586 people, it's pretty amazing. It's an agricultural community. There's a number of successful small businesses and there's a lot of outdoor activity, fishing and hunting and recreation camping. So it's a, it's a really lively little community.
0: And it's amazing what this small community can do. And you graduated from Gresham High School before the scholarship, but you have a story about one of your classmates.
5: Yes, I did graduate before the scholarship fund, but there was a very generous couple that established a scholarship, which has since been rolled into the Gresham Scholarship Fund. My classmate uh, really needed a, a scholarship to get started. And uh, she was awarded that scholarship and went on to have a successful career as a registered nurse. She has become a donor of the Gresham Scholarship Fund. And her testimony is that she couldn't possibly have had a good launch into college without that early start.
0: Well, and I understand that at one point, a poverty rate that was twice the national average, and that for years, uh, the school faced closure, and now we've got this Gresham Scholarship Fund totaling $1 million. How in the world did that happen?
5: Well, um, I I will start by saying the poverty rate uh, still is quite high. I think three of five students uh, still are classified in the poverty rate. The school operating fund, of course, is tax-based and very separate from the Gresham Scholarship Fund. And um, I think how it started is there's always been a threat, if you will, uh, of closing the school from the Shawnee School District. And I remember that from the 60s and 70s when I was in school. But there's such a, a pride in having a school, a functioning school in the community that uh, the Gresham uh, people voted uh, to secede seed from the, the Shano School District by referendum and created their own school district. So they're operating well, I understand. But uh, again, this Gresham Scholarship Fund is alongside of the Gresham you know, tax-based
0: school district. Well, and it sounds like it's much needed to give many of these students a boost that they probably wouldn't have an opportunity to have unless this scholarship fund existed.
5: That's correct. Um, I think the scholarship fund is motivational for the students and their families, you know, to aspire to receive the scholarship. It started out in 2001 at a level of I believe four hundred dollars, and with the rising cost of higher education, uh, we've been able to increase that. And today, it's uh, three thousand two hundred and fifty dollars, which certainly is a good foundation for beginning their studies.
0: It's pretty incredible, and when you think that each student has the opportunity to uh, get what, what did you say, thirty two hundred dollars at least, um, yeah. and and this is growing. This this is an incredible opportunity.
5: It is. That's actually three thousand two hundred and fifty dollars uh, today, and uh, my understanding is that the majority of the senior class uh, will be awarded the scholarship, which is is wonderful. And it's year. not
0: that, yeah, you're, it's not that you're just handing out money. They they actually have to qualify for the award. Is that right? Right. Um, it's
5: it's pretty generous, or I don't want to say easy, but you have to be a good student. Um, You have to have at least a C average or above to qualify. And the the form itself, the application form to apply is one page online, very easy to do. And they just have to uh, fulfill
0: it by the deadline date. And no essays, no jumping through hoops to get uh, other people to write letters on their behalf. Is that correct? That's correct. That seems pretty easy. It's a
5: very streamlined process. And I just would add, last year with uh, the COVID shutdown, uh, we as a board uh, reached out to the students, even beyond you know, the normal channel of communication to make certain that they uh, followed through, You know, given that they weren't in school in uh, person. And uh, we had a lot of uh, applicants meet the qualifications that way.
0: And the scholarship fund itself, what this town has done, this is all based on the generosity of community members.
5: Correct. I would say the word grassroots um, comes to mind when I think of how this fund was established and has grown. Uh, There certainly have been a number of very generous donors, but really it's a contribution by many, often in small amounts, but consistent amounts. We couldn't do it without individuals attending the banquet or merchants from Gresham and Shano um, making contributions. It's it's, uh, the whole thing. It's a team effort.
0: And really the bottom line is that this investment that people are making into the young students here uh, is actually making an impact. It's changing lives. That's correct. I
5: mean, they're, they're going on to school and learning skills and, uh, you know, a, a life of great education and establishing wonderful careers.
0: And you know, not everybody stays in small towns when they graduate. Oftentimes you hear of them leaving, and you see small towns suffering because of it. But a lot of these students, um some do come back or uh, they become a part of kind of the scholarship solution later on in life. Is that what you're finding?
5: Yes. Well, one of the things I would say when they come back, whether they you know live in Gresham or Shano County, uh, they come back because they love the community, and we often, well, we always engage one of the the past uh, graduates as a keynote speaker for our annual banquet.
0: Let's let's talk about some of the stories from uh, those who have uh, have had their lives and their whole futures impacted by this scholarship. Well, certainly
5: Mindy Hoffman comes to mind, and I know she has a PhD in physical therapy, a uh, very successful career. Yes. I recently um, interviewed Trevor Olson, who is a recent grad, and he is a financial analyst for Schreiber Foods located in Pennsylvania. And we always feature these graduates in our newsletter so that the reader knows the impact of a scholarship on the, the person and their career. Uh, we had scheduled Michelle Karstenson, another graduate, uh, for our 2020 banquet, which of course we didn't hold, but we're hoping to get her uh, in the near future. She is a DNR Wildlife Health Program Manager in Minnesota. We've had uh, Stephanie Bosman-Fernhaber. She's an Associate Professor at Butler University in Indiana. She has come back to address the group. Uh, Vicki plishek Carey has a BS and MS degree and is a high school teacher in Minnesota and uh, another person that comes to mind that was also a speaker is Tom Huntington. He is a vice president of technical solutions in Minneapolis. So these are just some of the graduates that have come back or that we know about. Uh, So we're, we're continuing to unearth their stories
0: and you know, to share those are such incredible stories of students who have gone forward to achieve their dreams, and you know some of those examples are are really incredible. But I imagine that there are students with that that you don't hear about who uh, are just so thankful for for this opportunity. Most certainly. Most certainly. Yeah. Well, let's talk about one of your big fundraisers for this scholarship fund, and that is your uh, annual banquet. It's pretty popular. I mean, the whole community likes to turn out and enjoy it, but you couldn't really hold that in 2020 because of COVID. And you've had to pivot a little bit, uh, especially for this year. Tell us about what's going on with that. Well, what we
5: did this year, because we had a lot of um, donations, is we packaged them up in 33 baskets. And we um, took pictures of those baskets. Uh, People could bid on the baskets. And of course, the highest bidder uh, won. And uh, we generated some funds that way. That's incredible.
0: And next year, the banquet is on?
5: Oh, yes. The banquet will be on toward the end of March in 2022. We always pitch it as the social event of the year. (laughs) And there's a lot of enthusiasm. A lot of people attend the banquet. Uh, lots of energy, lots of bidding and raffling, and in the last few years we have netted over twenty thousand dollars, which is incredible for a small community. But again, it wouldn't been it wouldn't be possible without the generous donations of individuals and merchants from Gresham and Chano. and it. it I think it gives confidence to the student to know that. Uh, The school, the community is supporting him or her through that scholarship. You know, we're investing in you. So we wish you well. And here's our gift to you, if you will.
0: Tell me a little bit about how the Community Foundation is assisting in this, this scholarship process.
5: That's a very good question. We are so thankful to be a partner with the Community Foundation of the Fox Valley region. Um, Through their wise and prudent investment, we have grown that scholarship fund. Certainly we've grown it through our own actions, but through their investment, you know, it has grown and flourished. So uh, I don't think we would be, I know we wouldn't be where we are today without that partnership.
0: Well, Debbie, thank you so much for joining us today and sharing this incredible story of what Gresham is doing.
5: It's been my pleasure to be with you, Amy, and I'm so proud and happy for the scholarship fund and what it has done for the students in the community.
1: Amy, no wonder Gresham is getting the media spotlight right now. I mean, the growth of their scholarship fund has been incredible, and the stories of people's lives that have been impacted and will be impacted in the future are just inspirational.
0: We are thrilled to play a role in this story as well. The Scholarship Fund, as you just heard, resides within the Shawano Area Community Foundation, which is our uh, affiliate partner, and we have a scholarship reviewing committee that looks over each application and recommends the scholarships that are awarded to the
1: students. In our podcast program notes for this episode, you can find all the background information and the links to the Gresham Scholarship Fund, media interviews, and if you're listening from Gresham, You'll want that link to apply for the scholarship. You can find it on our website, cffoxvalley.org. Look for the podcast link on our homepage. There you'll find all the resources for our topics, as well as how you can subscribe and get all of our podcasts delivered to your computer or smart device.
0: And while you're on our website, we want to hear your voice. Leave us a comment and let us know if there are topics you'd like to hear in future episodes. Thank you for tuning in as we wrap up this episode. We'll see you next time on Voices from the Valley, a podcast of the Community Foundation for the Fox Valley region.